Hey, I'm Amy Atkinson, and it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence to focus on growing my online business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today. This podcast gives you all the tried and tested ways to grow your business through social media and digital marketing. You'll hear all my home truths and challenges, but also how to navigate them. It's time to get you seen, so let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast. I have got the incredible Sarah Birchall on today. She is the owner, the proud owner of Coven Pudding. And I really love, I'm so excited to have her on because she has got an incredibly successful business through social media. And we've just had been having a quick chat and about all she, how she started, where she is now, how it's all changed. And actually I thought it would be so helpful for you to listen as to what she did, well, what she does now, but what she did in the beginning to actually get to where she is now. So, welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. We got here eventually. We've had a few false starts, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> to it's this, always but... the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will very briefly introduce Sarah. So, she started. How long ago did you start carbon pudding? Four years ago, did you say? launched three years ago but obviously the rumblings of it was about a year before that so it launched April 2019 yeah website yeah and I think it's actually really important to share that you've still hugely grown even in the horrendous pandemic that we've had so that is really awesome too so well done um, but she has Cub and Pudding, which is a clothing brand for kids and now adults, which I think is a fairly new thing. But over to you, Sarah. How did you start Cub and Pudding? What, tell us your story. Why did you start? Yeah, sure. So um, it was back, I was working at a bank. So really different um, job. I was the PA to the CEO of a bank in the city. I'm in London. So very much city banking life. Um, very corporate. For corporate. <laughs> super, super corporate no creative flair there whatsoever I'd initially taken it on as a um, like a maternity contract and like that age-old thing of I'll be here for eight months and literally nine years later I was still there um, and I think it was I mean it was a it was a nice everyone was lovely nice place to work but it's after I came back from maternity leave my second child so my daughter had the son as well um, I think the reality kicked in then. I went back full time after both kids. And it was never a kind of, it was just literally straight back in, you know, after a whole year of having off with the kids and then going back to that life was quite tough. And it hit me hard the second time, knowing that that was the end of my kids um, having yeah. babies and things. And then it just was like, it, I just sat there and thought, I don't think I can do this for the next 20, 30 depressing years <laughs> before yeah. I retire. Yeah. But I had no idea what to do. I think I, a lot of people maybe have a nice like side hustle or hobby. And mine was literally coming home, crashing the sofa and going to sleep. There was like, there's no, there was no hustle. Um, but I had like kind of a chance meeting, it would take forever to explain it otherwise, of, um, with a life coach um, at an event. Basically, I had like a card put in my giddy bag. And I just sent her this email. I don't know why, just to say, look, I'm really, really lost. I don't want to do my job anymore, but I don't know what to do. Can you help me? And she was like, yeah, yeah, let's get together. And it was lucky she was in London, like me. And we just met up in a pub locally. And long story being, we kind of just got everything in my head on paper. And it was really came down to like, what really makes me tick? What what do I get excited about in life? You know, yeah. yes, chocolate, but I didn't think I was going to see it. <laughs> or Prosecco. 
but um I really always love dressing my two kids in like really individual ways especially my son being the eldest um and it just I just found that when you got to like kind of two three all the clothes for boys just went really boring it was like you just walk in everywhere and it was just navy brown you know bobby builder and I, I just didn't want to dress him like that so I had a few kind of favorite brands that were all European like kind of like a Spanish brand and French brand and I always got comments from people which I loved I kind of it was like this satisfaction of like people going oh I love those that he's wearing and him just standing out a bit and I just kind of just floated this idea to her of like maybe I could start my own kids wear business because I know what I want as a mum of a girl and a boy so I want it to be unisex I don't want to have to be worrying about you know is it for girls or for boys and I think once you kind of sometimes have an idea and you literally let it out there into the world it's almost like it's there, it's there, it's there for you to kind of engage with and think, right, yeah. am I going to do it? Um, and that was it, really. I'm quite, I am one of those people that is like, if I've set my mind to something, just do it. I'm a real life is too short kind of person. So, yeah, that was, oh, my gosh, I mean, that was probably early 2018. Um, and, I, and I asked to go four days a week, which was a massive thing for me. Didn't think I could afford it. And my coach challenged me. She was like, you know, yes, you can. This is, you know, just face it um I think you can do it I was basically coming up with those excuses like no 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 I can't um and that had to go through a big approval at work because god forbid as a PA they can do anything by themselves ever Uh, (laughs) I don't know what to find the safe from each other but um I yeah I quit Fridays and then just slowly started kind of going and sitting in the British Library and researching and it was really nice because I think because there was no limit time limit on it and then long story being I, yeah, I went live April 2019 while still working in a bank four days a week. So, um, that, and I started just purely as kids wear, as you would say, as kids wear. And yeah, that, that was me and how it all got going. I think it's so, that story is so inspiring, isn't it? Because, you know, we've all got bills to pay. We've all got financial obligations. We've all got obligations, whether it's financial or not. You've got an obligation to look after your kids. You've got an obligation to pay your bills and you make it work. If it's something you really want to do, you make it work. And it does mean that maybe you can't sit in front of the TV for two hours in the evening or maybe, oh God, I don't know. You have to get up an hour earlier to fit everything in. But it's, if you really want to make it work, you will. And I think that's another thing, isn't it? With with money and, and financial investment, it's not just time investment either. It's financial investment. If you really want to make something work, you're probably going to have to spend a little bit of money as well. And I'm, I'm guessing you paid your life coach and yeah. All yeah. And to be fair, she was, she was kind of, going through a similar journey and so she was starting out so she wasn't a lot of money in no years now she's massively <laughs> expensive now but um I'm, I don't coach her there anymore but um yeah the stock investment yeah it was a yeah it's it's not something you take lightly depending on what you're offering I mean obviously if you've got a service business setting up I think that it makes life a lot easier because yeah. um, I'm married to someone who does that for a job and yeah in terms of not investing in stock you know hard stock yeah physical stock you have to sell um so it is it's a massive commitment and it's not something that anyone would take lightly and I would ever kind of you know disregard but I do think unless you try it you just never know and once you like you said those sacrifices of evenings and days it's worth it if you're really going to be go for it and be passionate about something it's it's always going to come at a compromise somewhere yeah but it's 
kind of like the bigger picture down the line, like, does it work me having a few hours with my head down rather than Netflix? If it means I get to escape this job, this corporate yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think um, this is where a lot of people are that I know who are listening. They are either still working part time or they're fully involved in their business. They're not working part time at all anymore. But then it means that they've then got to think, can I afford to invest in my business? Can I not? And it's it's maybe then you need to think, Okay, so how can I if I need to invest in some support from a business coach or from a social media coach, whatever that looks like? how can I make that work? And it maybe it's not a part-time job. Maybe it's you take on more one-to-one work or whatever that looks like for you. You might have to do a couple of compromises in order to get the success in whatever area of your business that you're going to. But let's talk about how you got to where you got to. You've got 12.7 thousand followers Mm, so yeah. nearly 13,000 followers on Instagram you've got a lot of followers on Facebook as well um your website is amazing so how did you right where did you start <laughs> you obviously started from zero so yeah it's, it's kind of sometimes hard to do that like where did you come from um I so I was looking back actually because I'm going to be doing a course on it. So I was actually going back over my Instagram because sometimes you think, where did it start? So I actually made my Instagram live, I think it was around October 2018. I think it's when I posted my first grid post. Um, so I knew I had to get, you know, the URL and the handle on there. And then I did find someone advised me and they were right. Um, there were some local, two local ladies to me in London who work on social media. And they said, you know, I think maybe you should probably sit down with them and try and do a bit of a launch planner because you know I never been on Instagram I didn't know what the hell I was doing so that was really invaluable so we had a couple of like in-person sessions a good five months or so before I launched Plum Pudding and they went away and it was really helpful and just showed me you know grids and sim and competitors and how I can be structuring and I basically did I think it's a lot the first month leading up to launch so around sort of March I had a real plan in place of what I'd be launching and it was just you know different messaging across the grid call to action behind the scenes stories how I make his and sneak peeks of products because obviously at a certain point before um come pudding launched in April I had nothing to show and I had no pictures there were no products they were all still being sampling there were no photo shoots so it's being clever about what you're showing on Instagram and little teasers and the big thing was starting to interact with people, like showing up on there, like starting to find similar accounts, starting to talk to people on there and building up. I mean, I think what people don't always, you won't necessarily see is you might go to my account and see my 12,000 followers, but the Instagram community in my di- my direct messages, my DMs is is my kind of like life loving company. That's what keeps me going because I have so many people talking to me on there rather than even email they can drop me there so it was it was just starting to build up that engagement with other brands and um following them on there and you know a lot of the time it's reciprocal they see you and go oh this looks interesting start following you back and it just yeah it just kind of grew from there it's just showing up consistently on Instagram right from the beginning and talking to people and replying and engaging with them from the start and and to be completely honest, I feel Instagram was a slightly easier place back in 2019 than it is now. I feel like it was easier to grow those likes on your grid posts and get seen more. It feels for whatever 
you know, the magic formula is of algorithm, whatever's going on, and the, the emergence of reels and stuff. That didn't exist back then. So I do think it was easier then, being completely honest, than it is now to kind of, you know, show off and start building followers quite quickly. Um, yeah, but I think, I think consistency is the big thing, just being there all the time um, and getting people to just come over to me and talk about what I'm doing. And I was always quite upfront about showing up on stories as well and putting my face there. Uh, it was really cringy at first, it really was. And, but I just think the more you, the more I did it, yeah, the more I just got used to it. So yeah, I mean, I don't think, yeah, I think that was really the essence of it from the start. Yeah, okay. So consistency then, I, I do talk about consistency quite a lot, but what did consistent look like for you? Was that daily? Was that three times a week? What did it look like? Stories have always been daily for me. Um, yeah. You know, you don't have to post hundred stories a day but it would be you know it's simple as like I'm on the way to the studio doing a little one minute of me here I am in the studio today packing some orders you know that was it to sometimes you're doing something more complex me talking about products me doing other things showing you products but every day I would turn up in stories even if it's sharing other people's stories you know I found this great brand yeah, that's also really good too you know thinking it's not just about you it's like it's it's building that network and that kind of kinship with other brands and small businesses and helping each other and we did a lot of that too we'd like you know I would do I would do lives and co-hosting with other people where we're just talking about small business life that kind of thing but yeah daily on stories at the beginning grid it wasn't it was I'd say I was posting every three days or so on the grid a post and it was a lot more kind of really scheduled really planned in terms of what I was posting on the grid and I've always been quite a snob about the aesthetic of my grid I'm a lot looser with it now that but the beginning yeah. I was very much like brand guidelines this needs to be accompanying as a brand I'm very hot on the design of the brand so if it didn't look like it fitted the grid it went straight on my stories and that's the beauty of stories you can you know show up it's there for 24 hours not you don't need to overthink it you know you can be sitting you know in your kitchen eating pasta it doesn't doesn't need to be beautiful and and planned but yeah, every day, every day from the beginning stories. Yeah. 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 No, this this is excellent. This is really good because I literally talk about this all the time that showing up on stories every day is really important. You don't have to post every day. In fact, I encourage people not to. It's completely not needed. And three times a week is exactly what I say to people to do. Um, going live and going like collaborating with people again and building up engagement with people who have commented on your post, getting them into DM. So yeah, so this doing what you do is exactly what I recommend to people, which is great that we're on the same page. And you're right, things have changed. Um, they change all the time on Instagram. They change all the time on every single social media platform. Um, and but really it's not changed in that you just create reels now as opposed to creating posts if you like um, and even if I think like six months ago it was all about reels now and and jumping on the, tr the trends and what other people were doing and the audios and all of that kind of stuff whereas even like now <clears throat> 
it's changed to yes it's still reels but you have to have original content and you have to do something a little bit different to how somebody else has done it or you have to have your own voiceover over the top so that it becomes original so it that it's always changing so it's just um and it's interesting that you kind of touched on this probably two or three minutes ago but about getting out of your comfort zone and doing something maybe that you felt a bit cringy to start with and I know again the people that are listening to this are probably thinking oh but I don't want to show my face or I don't want to talk I don't like my voice or I don't like my face I don't like anything please don't let me get on it so but you have to that is literally how you need to grow so totally understand and I hear that a lot too and I know quite a few small business pals um who yeah the thought of that is like absolutely revolting like why I cannot put my face in there but there are ways of doing it where you don't have to be you know so full on talking to the camera it can be more subtle it can be you know put the camera and film you making something you know while like you said like talking over the top or you don't have to you have to stick your face there if you don't want to, or it could be, yeah, just take a, take a selfie, put some text over the top, put a fun filter on so it doesn't look like, you know, you, you're not worried about, oh, I look tired, my hair looks rubbish, you know, just make it fun, make it a bit silly, um, but it just, it's amazing, it's amazing how the different, the differences that I found with the, with the business, how people react to me showing up versus a really beautifully curated photo shoot of images, you know, and here's, it looks lovely and I would think but that's you know that's the way to sell my clothes because look look how cool they look on but which it, it helps of course it does but then just t- turning up and talking about it and people seeing who they're buying from and the kind of person you are and what drives you and and people I think inherently in a nice way are nosy <laughs> they, everybody wants everyone yeah. to know it's, it's like walking past someone's house you know on a high street every you can't walk past someone's window and have a quick look in you know yeah. look in the front room because yeah. we, it's just we're just drawn to knowing what other people are doing what they're wearing what they're but it also like you said it's sort of it, the stories and they, they're so fast moving and it's 24 hours you don't like it you can delete it and nobody i just don't think in this day and age i used to worry a lot about walking down the street and it sounds might sound funny or not but you think oh my god people are looking at me and i can't do a story unless i'm in complete silence and there's no one here but in this day and age where everyone's taking a selfie and everybody's on their phone in with you know the in-ear talking to themselves as it appears no one cares I just don't think they care and I think it's us projecting that you know us thinking oh my god but it's our own understandably it's our own fears that we're projecting to other people thinking they must think this about me but they I highly likely they don't or they actually don't give a cross if you're walking down the street doing a quick like here I am on the way to the sorting office with my orders you know like 10 seconds um but I think you have to embrace it really in some way there are ways to do it without being full-on but people need to know who they're buying from I think it gives them real comfort and validation about a brand that they've never heard of essentially yeah no I completely agree I completely agree and it's I actually like I liken this to oh god I think it was probably six or seven years ago when um well, Sainsbury's jumped on it after John Lewis, but John Lewis, they started ages ago, didn't they, at Christmas, only like creating emotion in people. And they did do it through product, but they also brought people in. And in actual fact, they didn't have that many products in. 
And then I think it was maybe three years ago, they had no products in one of their Christmas ads. Whether you whether you guys list, like notice, but me as a marketeer, I do notice these things. But every single year, they are getting many more sales than they did the previous year. And it's because it is so important to basically tap into people's emotions. And when it's when you're a human and you're in front of the camera, you're going to get there so much more quickly than if you just put whatever product that you've got beautifully shot in front of in a story or on a post. So being you and being authentic and just having fun with it, you're more likely to sell yourself and you sell your products than you are just making a pretty picture. Um, so yeah, no, that's so right. And before we finish up, there's one question I do have. What you did before or what did you did a couple of years ago? Is that different now? Do you do anything less? Do you do anything more? I know you're obviously now starting to go on people's podcasts and things like that to even to grow your reach even more, but what else are you doing now, if anything? I don't think I've changed a lot, to be honest. I think, I, yeah, there's less focus on my grid, like we talked about. I, I give less thought to what I put on my grid and I'm a lot less, a lot more flexible with that. But I don't think much has changed um, in terms of how I'm showing up in stories and things. Um, I think it, I'm just keeping up with it. Um, and like I said, I mean, it changes from day to day. But I don't think so. I'm probably being a bit less collaboratively than I used to just because I think the pandemic, everything, everything just threw everything out skew a bit, didn't it? Um, but I'd like to go back to doing that because that was something I really enjoyed and was really interacting with the people quite visibly. Is it something yeah. I like to do and just feel part of that community? But no, I don't think I've, there's nothing I can think I've hugely done. I'm not doing that anymore or that doesn't work for me. Just plugging away at sending up some stories every day and yeah, doing as much as I can there is probably things like giveaways. I don't do things like those. That's one thing. I've oh, been. yes. Yeah, yeah, you don't, do you? Yeah. You've got your two sales a year, don't you? Yeah, I don't need discounts on the brand just because I think it kind of builds up a bit of, a, you know, a false impression sometimes that people are hanging on for that. Um, I let do less giveaways because I think there weren't through a period maybe on Instagram, maybe about 18 months ago, we were all doing giveaways. It was really, really popular. And then the bots and everything started coming in and shutting down again. And it just got a bit spammy. And I think yeah. maybe built up a just not doing the integrity of a brand was maybe a little bit compromised by doing that too much so yeah. I rarely do those anymore but other than that I think I'm just sticking with it and because yeah it's worked and just yeah keeping up is, is the most kind of prevalent thing for me yeah okay so I just want to summarize for everyone so that they fully um come away from this podcast knowing really what they need to be doing so with you had a plan didn't you and you, you pretty much stuck to it and did you plan that what a month in advance or yeah so my, I launched with one month's worth of grid and some stories planned yeah so yeah all, all kind of set out yeah that helped when I launched but then I kind of went rogue after that and did what I felt what came to me naturally and what I felt was a natural way of me promoting a brand from that point onwards basically okay cool so yeah. you literally every single day would come up with your your content yeah I would sometimes I would sometimes plan a week of posts because it's like three you know yeah. you get it done that's fine but with stories I feel like you can't plan too much no. because you just don't know what's and no. it's nice you know, like you might feel like talking about it today you might so I don't and that's a good thing just and you can repeat yourself a lot I think that's what people don't talk about too much is that repeating yourself in stories is actually really important and um, yeah, not being worried about repeating, not thinking, oh my God, I talked about that last week, I can't stop because 
well there's like people to people some people are saying you're good in your stories every day you've got new people joining if you don't repeat that really important message from last week the chances are so high and it happens to me all the time where people say I don't know you had this it's like I, I talked about that like 10 times but yeah it just goes to show it's like I didn't know you saw dungarees like really yeah <laughs> yeah it's so true okay so um okay so you launched with a plan um you did weekly plans most of the time um because one of the things that I do encourage people to do is plan as much as they can and actually that's from a time perspective more than anything because once you've got your plan sorted and you've got your content created for a week a month it's that that's one less thing that you then have to worry about for the week and you can just get on with doing what you need to do (laughs) actually running your business and doing your things way to do it for sure definitely yeah um but I appreciate that's not always possible so yes like winging it is absolutely fine and winging it on stories is a definite um but planning your posts and things like that will hugely help you did your collaborations although not so much at the moment but you'd like to get back into them because you know that they worked how often did you do your lives I do joint live probably every kind of three weeks or so just yeah like business focus sometimes just really just turning up and having a chat um, yeah because yeah, when you've got that network of friends it's really easy just to say who bounces doing live yeah 20 minutes and yeah it's great. And then you share it on each other's grids and yeah I think it's a really nice thing to do it just helps grow your reach doesn't it it does it does um so you had your daily stories and then your three-week posts so it might sound like did you feel like that was a lot it didn't feel like it didn't feel like but I am on Instagram quite a lot because I think then when you factor in the, the DMs coming in from people it is quite a lot of time spent on Instagram for sure but it didn't feel like I was overwhelming myself in terms of the grid and the stories combination that that didn't feel too much it was just then interacting with people can be quite a lot of work on top yeah I probably I think I go above and beyond what I probably need to do like sometimes like you know I can wait to reply to something but I just do it that's yeah. the pain me kind of being really organized and yeah it's up kind of thing um yeah yeah and I so. think if any like the dms as you say they're important because that's ultimately probably where you're going to make your sales it's like everything else you're doing is people finding you then the direct message that is where you're going to convert people to buy from you so they are just as important um mm-hmm um so if you find that replying back to people constantly is too much maybe just do it every couple of days just to help you know manage time um but was there any last with pieces of wisdom you wanted to share before we finish up um no I just think that the main thing being about not overthinking things not trying not to over overthink what, how you show up and worry and plan and, and yeah and worry how it's going to have to make you look just just I think just going for it I think once you've done something once or twice you start like anything go thinking it's not so bad just getting over that initial hurdle of fear of turning up live or doing a story of your face nine times out of ten I think anyone said to me actually that wasn't so bad at all but you can build this up in your head to be big and scary but it really doesn't need to be and just often thinking you know how many people maybe are actually watching to start with to be honest you know you're not I'm not Beyonce they're not all going to flock to me when I go live you yeah. know so reality there might be a couple of mates tuning in but you know it's not going to be it's not like going on national tv live it's very different so I think just going for it is just the best advice for me. brilliant so everybody go and check out Coven Pudding's website all of the links and everything are in the show notes um 
Sarah has got a course if you need help with your Instagram on how she did it and what she did. So that will also be available on her website. So go and check that out too. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. And don't forget to subscribe and check us both out on Instagram. Bye. Bye.